Welcome, everybody. Hello, everybody. My goodness. You look so sexy. Thank you. I like that pineapple on your head. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) My goodness. Oh, my God. Well, welcome, everybody, to Marriage Rose Podcast. I have been googly-eyed over my wife all day. (laughs) I have been wanting to do things to her that I can't do in front of people. Oh, my. Oh, my. Anyway, let's take care oh. of some. Let's take care of some. You know, we have this room today in a, in a very sexy. got to turn this, the salt lamp on, and it has this nice, pretty, pretty light. And I got the, the diffuser going with the pretty lights on. and just. It's a little know. sexy in here. Sorry. It's a little sexy in here. Is, is it the whore hoops? Oh, maybe. You know. Is it the whore hoops? You know, the, the, the bigger the hoop, the bigger the hoe. But she a big hoe for me. <laughs> anyway, um, welcome to Marriage Rose Podcast. My name is Daniel. And as always, my better half is with me, Marissa. Marissa. All, A.K.A. Namaste Rissa. On Instagrams. That's right. I'm here. And you can find me at Sleep Poppy um, on Instagram. And you can follow us on social media at Marriage Rules Pod on Instagram and Facebook. Please follow us. And um, another big thing. Please pause. However you're listening to this podcast, pause it right now. Leave us a review. If you've been listening to us from the beginning and you're enjoying what you're listening to, pause right now go to the itunes the google play the stitcher the anchor hit a five-star review give us a thumbs up and write a comment in there give us a a, write a review let us know what you think things you want to listen to what what topics you want us to hit you know as we get deeper and deeper into this podcast kind of lifestyle we want to know what you guys want to hear we want to know what kind of topics you guys want to hear especially when it comes to relationship love you know we yeah it kind of started off as a jujitsu thing but it's becoming its own thing when it comes to marriage and love and podcasting and all this good stuff so please let us know what you what you want to hear and we'll keep it sexy for y'all we'll try we'll try so (laughs) marissa wife of mine beauty pineapple mine (laughs) all right what's going what's on the docket today baby well Today was Mother's Day, or is Mother's Day. Today is my happy birthday. No, birthday. 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 <laughs> happy I'm Mother's sure, Day. I'm sure it's somebody's mother's birthday. To day. all the mamas out there. Including you. Thank you, baby. All right. Happy Mother's Day to all the mamas out there. To all you strong. <laughs> you know, it's funny. My dad has always told us that you don't celebrate Mother's Day on Mother's Day. You celebrate Mother's Day every day because mamas are important. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to kind of really set a day aside and really pamper your mama. Well, and the, the funny part is, we tried to get your mother to do nothing oh, God, today. It's impossible. But she still cooked and cleaned. She's so Latina. And I told her, I was like, it's okay, I can finish the dishes. No, I want to wash dishes. She's, okay. <laughs> she does nothing but serve others. She's so sweet. She's she's but She's a handful. I'm just like, okay. That's cool. I like how you call her sweet. I call her a handful. But it's just like that was, I'm just like, okay. But anyways. Yeah. So Mother's Day weekend. Yesterday we saw my mama. We, we said, we, so 
Friday was Mexican Mother's Day. Yeah, Friday was actually Mexican Mother's Day. And then we did Intermediary Mother's Day. It's like intermittent, intermittent Mother's Day. Intermi- yeah, intermittent Mother's Day. Mother's Day was yesterday with my mama. With with your family. Yeah. And then we did Mother's Day with my family. Yeah, today. today. So, um, you did an awesome thing for your mom. You and your sister, sisters, cooked for your mom and uh, the boyfriend's mom. Mm-hmm. And just made them, loved on them, made them feel special. Yeah. Um, That's fun. It was. It was. The food was really good. Outside of my irrational fear of cats. Yeah, we figured out that my husband is no longer allergic to cats. But I think I'm scarred. But he is... Um, scarred emotionally. Yeah, he is. He has an irrational fear of cats. I don't like cats. That was hilarious because I'm like annoyed by the fact that he has this <laughs> irrational fear of cats because the cat was not harming him. I mean, I don't love cats, but the cat was just chilling. It was... It was she's a kitten. She's it, like it, a year. A kitten? Yeah, she's like a year. Anyway. But it, yeah, anyways... The cat was not hurting him. It was just so funny. I'm just like, go fucking sit down. The cat's not hurting him. Like, like I, I, so I, like I knew. I, here's the thing. Like right? he's literally scared of cats. So it was one of those things where it's like, like I, I, I just don't understand why it was like I've never reacted like that to any animal in my life. And the whole time I'm like, <laughs> his why? eyes were big. Like Cause she's gonna hurt me. She's gonna make me blow up like a balloon. Like you're not allergic anymore. You might have been when you were a kid, but you're not. <laughs> it's horrible. It's not normal to be like that. But I was legitimately scared for my life. And I was like legitimately ended by the fact I that know. you were scared. I know. And I was like, I'm like, I promise it's not anybody. It's the cat. It's it's <laughs> the cat. Like really? <laughs> like you you looked at me like if I was like mad at somebody. I'm like I'm not mad at anybody. It's I'm the fucking like, cat. You're, this is weird. <laughs> it is. But moving forward. But that was a fun week. We had a fun weekend. We had so much yeah. fun today with I'm your family. I'm so tired. Well, besides that part, we had so much fun today with your family. Yes. With the dancing and the barbecue and those ribs were amazing, baby. Yeah. Thank you for those amazing ribs. I can throw down. <laughs> I can throw down the grill. I can throw down on some grilling. Yeah, those were I great. I can't believe I cooked all that food. Yeah, three slabs of ribs. Uh, link a sausage of smoked sausage, um, some chicken poppers. Well, you made the chicken poppers, but you I mean you grilled them, yeah. Um, the potatoes, the mashed potatoes, um, the hot dogs for my mom because she oh, made yeah, the, the hot dogs. Hot dogs. <laughs> Every time we grill out, my mom, no matter what it is, she needs Nathan hot dogs on the grill. I, I didn't even have a, have any of those, they were gone. No, they're still there. Still oh, still. Are they okay? Yeah, there. Well, anyways, a lot of there was a lot of food. There was a lot of food. Uh, uh, our, my other brother, my brother from another, my Cuban, my, my brother from my Cuban mother, <laughs> um, Joatam, the co-host of Shameless Plug, Conocast, um, <laughs> spent some time with us today since his wife is, was celebrating Mexican Mother's Day in Mexico with in her grand, with, with her elderly grandma. So he is unofficially part of our family. So he came to spend time he with us too. Here. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. We had some. Great wine with my sister in love, and that was fun. Yes, man. How about that that card she got you? Man, it almost made me cry. I cried. I cried. I know. I know you went to the bathroom and cried for a little bit. <laughs> no, I didn't actually. I cried with her there in front of me really? <laughs> when I read it. And what, I was like, what, "What'd she say?" My eyes. Nothing. It was sweet. I read the card, and yeah, it was sweet. You know, um. If you listen to the first episode, 
of if you okay. I don't want to get too much into this because I don't want to make it too emotional. In the podcast, I want to kind of keep it sexy. <laughs> okay. Um, if you haven't heard episode one, definitely go back and listen to episode one. We're not too far deep where you have to right. cra- go crazy looking for it. So go looking, go listen to episode one and listen to Marissa's story and what she's been through, knowing that with a stillbirth and all that other stuff. Um, but days like today... Uh, especially in the last few years have been a little harder on her but uh, seeing my family and how much love they show towards you while respecting you at the same time not being annoying about it it's it's just amazing and yeah. happy Mother's Day to you baby thank you so, moving on <laughs> I know it's awkward I'm making super awkward it's okay what's the first step to talk about today, baby. Well, we did a little a little research this week. Sweet switch. Because I remember um, seeing this thing one day. Oh, I guess it was on Facebook or something. It's a book by Gary Chapman. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. I've heard of him before. I think I don't know if he's a Christian author or something. I don't know. Gary Chapman. He wrote. He writes. The, Not he wrote, the Chapmans. No, Gary Chapman. Ch- okay. He's a he's an author. Okay. Um, he wrote a book called The Five Love, Love Languages, oh. and it's not just for married people. Mm-hmm. It's for be for teenagers. Um, it could be for parents. It could be for single people. It could be for married couples, or it could be for people in relationships. Just to figure out what your love languages um, love languages. Okay. Um, so it's actually pretty interesting. I didn't read the book, but. Um, I read kind of like what it's about. Okay. Um, basically, that's what it is. Trying to figure out what your primary love language is and how to figure out what... Um, so, we did this test kind of, for me, last minute because of my crazy ass last couple of days. With, you know, I feel that I love podcasting and I love talking, as you know. But... Um, yeah, because you just cut me off. <laughs> Still talking. Oh, well, it had something to do. <laughs> Don't look I know, it. but I was explaining what the book was about. Okay, continue explaining. It. I'm sorry. I apologize. How rude. It outlines how to, basically how to express your feelings, how to express your love, and how to um, show others how you love them. So that way you are uh, are able to, like, like, if I were trying to figure out what your love language is, um, it basically helps you figure that out, too. Well, okay. With that said, what I was trying to say earlier before I so rudely interrupted you, and then you interrupted me, which now we go back to finishing my thought, is I didn't do the research on time. So... um we did my test in the car and uh before we come up with my results what were your results so basically it says that each person has two love languages a, a primary a primary and a secondary okay my primary love language was um was quality time okay um which makes sense because i just i really love just just chilling with you yeah. like i could literally be sitting here on the floor Staring at you. 
<laughs> just chilling with you. And I would be okay with it because I just like spending time with you. All right. And uh, um, you did mine. Well, I answered the questions and you said, what was mine again? Yours was acts of service. Acts of service. Well, yours was tied. Acts of service and what was the other one? Um, actually, I have it in my phone. Let's see. Acts of service and sorry, guys. And physical touch. Yours was tied. That. Okay. Well, it makes sense. I am a a little Very bit of a cleaning person. Touchy person. Yes, I love touching. <laughs> it. Um, so. acts of service, it, and it's weird that that one came up because I wouldn't think about how important that is to me. But then I think about the things that you do for me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, more than giving me any gift, more than any sexual act. Like honestly, the fact that you prep my food and do the laundry and do the dishes without me even thinking about it. It's like you love me enough to just do it, and and you say you do it like we were having a conversation earlier. You said you you do it because you know that I won't do it because I have done it and I will do it. You but, I, but you won't do it consistently, and then you'll be like, "Oh man, I forgot to do it. Uh, it's okay. I'll, I'll 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 just do it tomorrow." But then you won't do it tomorrow, and then you'll just fall off. So you're doing it in spite of me? No, I'm doing it because I want you to. I want you to be consistent with your with your eating and i want to make sure that you have your food prep so i want i want to keep you on top of stuff okay i'm trying to help what about everything else because you're you're awesome about everything else as well i want you to have clean i want you to have clean underwear (laughs) i don't want you to be wearing dirty underwear i mean because before i met you i was actually doing pretty good by myself (laughs) were you wearing your underwear three times i had enough underwear for two weeks so i think i was good Jeez. so yeah. I don't know. Enough uh, underwear and socks for two but weeks. But you weren't washing clothes for two weeks, right? At no. a time? No. I would just take it, wash it. I got to a bad habit of just dropping it off at the laundromat and paying the extra to have them fold it <laughs> before I met you. Like, real, like, gym tan laundry type of deal where I'd drop it off, go to the gym, come back, pick up the folded clothes. Yeah, we did that a couple times after we got married. Yeah. It was so convenient. <laughs> it is convenient and expensive as fuck. It is, but... I was single, so. <laughs> anyway, but it got done, and I could survive without you. But I'd rather not. Okay. I'd rather not. I'd rather have you in my life. Period. My um uh, my my other what was what was my other one? Oh, my other one was physical touch, and I thought that was kind of a surprise because I'm not a very touchy feely person. But then I thought about it, and I'm like, well, I do like touching you like touching your face and touching your leg and just like I'm not like a I want to hug you and I want to hold your hand and like come here right now but that's not all it means like it could just mean I just want to have my hand on your leg or I just want to feel you you know what I mean yeah physical touch yeah, sometimes I want text and you're like, no, nope, I just want to touch that's you that's not what all it means it's not all I, it I, I know, but I am a guy and I I'm still a fairly young man. I'm pushing 30. But I'm still... You old. You're not a young man. (laughs) I'm I'm a fairly young man, and sex is still pretty big on the list on physical touch in a male handbook over here. Okay? So sometimes I want to just do sexy stuff, and then you go... You want to do sex? I want to do sex. You want to do sex with me? Yes, I do. (laughs) All the time. Um... 
And then he just shut me down. And he'd be like, nah, I just want to hold your hand. Sometimes I just want to hug you. I know. And sometimes I just want to do more than hug. <laughs> all the time. Oh, Lord Jesus, <laughs> help us all. I mean, that's how babies are made. <laughs> I know. I mean, if we were back in 1892, we'd have 20 children. Yeah, like, oh my gosh. So we've been married children. On, so we've been married three years. We'd probably have three, three babies. <laughs> three. Possibly four. Probably. Possibly four. <laughs> Possibly. I, I, I couldn't do. I couldn't wait six weeks after after a baby. You would have to. Well. You would have to because that this has to heal. <laughs> well, that sixth week. Blam! Pregnant. Next baby. Yeah. <laughs> and you're fertile. We all know so, you're fertile. Oh, okay. Just tell the whole world then. Anyway, Anyways. I, I might. We might have to like. Get mine tested. Make sure I'm good to go. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Um. So I, I, <laughs> I forgot what I was gonna say. See, this is this is how I get in trouble because I say absurd things all the time. Sometimes I say things I shouldn't be saying, but I say it anyway because it's like, why not? Why not say what you're thinking? Uh, because sometimes it doesn't need to be said. <laughs> Yeah, well. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. Uh, so, one of the things I was going to say was... Um, and this is why we make outlines for the shows, so we try to stick to the topics. Huh? Outlines on the shows, so we stick to the topics. Oh. Okay, anyway. What? I'm tired. Yeah, it's been... This is our sexy time right now. It's 10.30. 10.30. So you can't focus. Okay, so <laughs> five love languages. How does it affect our marriage? The reason it affects our marriage is because it ties back into what we were talking about last week. Communication. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that knowing how to love on your partner. I hate that word. Love on your spouse. Is that better? I don't like I don't like the word my partner. It sounds funny. Sp- spouse better? Yeah. Spouse. Okay. Is easier when you know. Because that way you can be a little more intentional. Yeah, because then then your spouse feels loved. Or you know that they feel loved after you've done something. At least you hope they do. Well, because if I feel like if you know their love language, then you're, you kind of know that they, they feel loved. Yeah. So, if I give you a big old kiss right now. That's not what you meant to say. Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. What the heck? I love you. I love you too. <laughs> okay. A big because he said big old kiss, and my mind went to like the dirtiest thing for the moment. I'm like, whoa. Big ass kiss. If I give you a big ass kiss right now, you know that I love you. Yes. Always. And us spending time together right now, I know that you love me. Yeah. Because you could be out one of those husbands that likes to go to strip clubs and. No. Hang out with Why pay friends. for a boner? Huh? Why pay for a boner? <laughs> I don't know, but people do it. I mean, eh. There are people that are married that do that. Why? IDK, ask them. Mm. But yeah, you so. Free boner. You want a free boner? Watch porn. But I mean, still. You have me. I don't need porn. Porn doesn't turn me on anymore. That's good. You have me. 
No, like there was a point where porn would do it, but not anymore. Porn is like it's cool to see like what the kids are doing nowadays. We're like, is this what the millennials like? They like this shit. And then I go, you want to try this shit? And then you go, nah. I'll be like, it's a little crazy. <laughs> Another time, I'm like, yeah, let's try that. You know, like, but like, it, it's it's. Sometimes you see a position, it's like maybe when we're skinnier. I mean, there's a lot of stuff we're doing now that we weren't doing before. Like having sex. Like having certain positions of sex. Like having sex. Do you? <laughs> Just saying. We weren't having sex. Do you remember? Oh yeah, I was so tired. We were both too tired. <laughs> we were now. We just can't stop having sex. That might be TMI for some people, but I mean, come on, it's a marriage podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, how are we going to incorporate some of these five, these love languages and what we learned? I don't think we need to really change anything we're doing, and it's not because we're not don't need improvement. I think it's because we already naturally do it. I think. I mean, we already spent so much time together outside of, like, going to work and going to the gym. We're very intentional. At least we try to be. I mean, the whole reason I wanted to start a podcast with you was to spend time with you. Yeah, that's true. So, this podcast was a result of doing... I'm a big activity guy. I'd rather do something with you than just give you shit. Well, yeah, but I'm not a really big... Oh, and that was another one of the acts of or um, love languages because there was five. There was um, physical touch, acts of service, quality time, um, receiving gifts, and words of affirmation. Yes, those were the five love languages. Yeah. BT dubs, guys. So I look at it and I'm like, I'd rather spend time with my wife, have awesome conversation. Talk about the stuff, intentionally talk about the stuff that, you know, we don't always talk about. Like, we never talk about love languages because to me, without this forum, right, we would probably just be laying in bed looking at our phones or watching a movie and maybe making out, which is fun. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. But I think starting ever since we started the podcast, we've had like a deeper added a deeper layer to our relationship yeah because we're actually talking not, well not that we don't talk okay we talk all the time we, we're in constant <laughs> communication but it's a different level no, of yeah. communication it's we're talking about issues and food and and in actual stuff that you would almost go to a therapist to go talk to you about yeah and that, and that makes sense because I feel like people and I say people because it's not just married married couples, but I feel like people, millennials nowadays, people in general, don't talk. Don't talk anymore. All we do is sit on our phones. Yeah. I mean, that's what Or we... watch TV. Yeah. Netflix or phone? Netflix or phone. That's more important. <laughs> yeah. But, no, I, I think that learning these love languages, if anything, it just... Quantifies and, and affirms the things that we've already been doing towards each other, knowing that we're kind of already, we've read each other pretty well so far. Like, you know that I'm not a big gift giver. Not because I don't like giving gifts, because I actually do wonder I think giving is a good thing, but I think I'd rather give of myself than give a material thing. And you know I'm not a big gift receiver. 
Although I would appreciate it. it w- it's not my top, like... So I am thing. a giver because I do give of myself. I mean, I... But like materialistic things. Of course. And what I mean by give of myself, I give my time to you. I... You give me all your love. I... It's a also, you know, like... It's, it's I know that me being with you is way more important than any gift I can ever give with you. Get get you. Like, I can buy you a Benz tomorrow. Top of the line, 2019, with automated driving. And you would be, okay, cool, for all of five minutes. And then after that, you'd be like, okay, did you do the dishes? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, and that's the truth. And that's the way I feel about gifts, too. I mean... You give me a dope-ass gi, and I'm like, cool, I get to wear this during jujitsu. After the first time I wear it, it's just another sweaty gi that I have to wash. Which, by the way, we have to put your gis out the washer. Yeah. <laughs> but that's life, right? Like, yeah. Like, I think it's maybe our spiritual part of our relationship where material things really don't matter, right? But, like, I mean, it's not, it's not that you want material things. There's... There's some people that their primary love language is receiving gifts. And it's not that they're materialistic because it could just be a cup of coffee that that's that's receiving a gift for them. You make me a cup of coffee. (laughs) But that's like something right now. But that's something that would be their love language, receiving a cup of coffee as a gift. Yeah. Like, you know. That's that. That could be their. That's how, their you, that, that's how you got into my heart. <laughs> that's how I got you back. <laughs> yeah. That is. What's another story for another day, guys. Actually, it's a good story for nope. right now. Why not? Nope. Why not? <laughs> because it's it's love languages. Maybe this is how we learned about each other. So I think it's something we should <laughs> we should talk about. That I got you back with a cup of coffee. <laughs> Well, you want to tell them how we broke up in the first place? No. Why not? Because. It's good content. Oh I, come on. Okay. So she broke up with me. <laughs> Before we got married. Before we got married. And I still don't know why. Honestly, I don't know why. You give me weird reasons and they don't make sense. I'm not giving you weird reasons. Uh, to me, they're weird reasons. I think reasons. I was confused. Is that a weird reason? <laughs> it just makes no sense. So, we, when we were dating back in 2014? Jeez, no. 2015. Yeah, 2015. Um, I just got my apartment. You just got your apartment. You just got your car. And just I my just apartment. got my car. And I don't know exactly what did it, but we were having these, like, couple of nights of, like, hanging out or whatever. And then all of a sudden, you were acting super weird. And then you came to my house and broke up with me. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? And then about a month and a half later, about eight weeks later or so, almost two I think it was a, I thought it was a month. month and a half or so, like six oh. weeks. She shows up. With coffee. At your job. At my job. Asking <laughs> to talk. Can you tell me why did you feel confused? Can you no, tell them? No, not confused f- that I wanted that I wanted to get back with you. Not confused 
at the beginning like why i broke up with you like like do i want a, this serious of a relationship why is this happening so quickly but i want to be single but i want to party with my friends but i want to be with this guy because i really really like him and i want to be with him for a long time i was confused <laughs> and then after i broke up with you it was kind of like yeah i don't want to be this single person who parties with my friends i want to be with this guy and then I realized, I was like, oh, fuck, I fucked up. Okay, so... We weren't broken up for that long. We weren't broken up for six weeks. It was like a month. It felt forever. Yeah, it was like a month. <laughs> so, just walk me through it, right? I, I know you had all these crazy thoughts in your head and feelings, but why or how did those feelings come about? Because I, I think it was, I felt, cl- like, clingy. So I'm clingy. No, I, I felt, because I had never had a serious boyfriend like that before. Okay. Like, to be with all the time and to hang out with all the time. So it was kind of just like, this is cool, but what if I want to be with my friends? Like, just my friends. And then I was... And it was like, yeah, this is not what I want. <laughs> I want to be with that guy. He was really cool. I really liked him. <laughs> but me and my young mind, I was kind of just like, um, I didn't realize it until after the fact. And whenever I realized it, it was already a little bit too late because I had broke up with you. So it was like, fuck, I fucked up. So at one point where you like, I have to try to talk to him. Maybe he'll take me back. Um, I mean, I'm look because well, I was cause, at church. <laughs> you were actually, I was at church. Well, it was it was about a week before that. Okay, when I had started texting again, and you were kind of just like not ignoring me, but you were just kind of sending me like one word responses. Do you remember? Kind of. I kind of like te- been texting. I, I, I try to scrub that part of my yeah, memory. Yeah, I, I know. I remember because <laughs> I was kind of just like, yeah, he's definitely still mad at me. Um, but then I was kind of like, you know what? I'm just going to go. I know he's probably at work tonight. So I'm just going to go see at the end of his shift if he can talk to me. <laughs> but I'm going to take him some coffee. Okay. So that's what I did. So I um, made you a cup of coffee because it was on a Wednesday night. Yes. Made you a cup of coffee. And I'm just like, this is his favorite coffee. I'm going to take it to him. See if he wants to talk or if, or if he'll talk to me. And you did. And we talked after that. <laughs> We sat in your car for like an hour plus for a while. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. All right. For me, throughout the whole, at least for me, right? The the feelings I had towards you at the time were hard to explain. Mm -hmm. Right. They, They were definitely overwhelming, but they all were also like, I wasn't scared of them. Maybe I was just ready for that type of commitment. And maybe me being vocal scared you away. Vocal when I to broke be, up with you? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, not just. I was upset when you broke up with me. When, of course, I didn't act in my best self <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, but um, even before that, like me being vocal that I wanted to be with you oh. in the long term. That I was wanted to be serious. Because even even before I broke up with you, 
I was the one who told you that I loved you first. Yes. Do you remember? Yeah. So I, and I think that's scary. So I was like, whoa. And then I was like, Marissa, chill. <laughs> and then I was, I don't know, whenever I actually did, when I was single, I mean, it, was, it was like, I actually do love him. I you mean, it, it was also like, let's backtrack it a little bit. Our dating process before that, we took it slow. We we didn't jump into it. I mean, yeah, because we had we were dating for a while before anybody knew. Yeah, we were we we went on dates. We were talking on the phone. We didn't even kiss for like six months. <laughs> no, a little shorter than that. But well, we, but we, we, we were dating. But we were dating for a while before anybody knew. And then you finally asked me to be your girlfriend, and I felt like from there it kind of started getting a little bit faster. It went super fast. From yeah, there, from sure. there, and then it was like we broke up. And then we got back together, and then we got engaged. Like a few months later. And then we got married a month later, or six weeks later. It's like we got together, like... Like, the courting part was forever. The dating, (laughs) after you asked me to be your girlfriend, from there on, it was like, vroom, fast and furious. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we couldn't wait anymore. And and it was one of those things where like we we went on dates we we asked a thousand questions I mean I guess hindsight's always twenty twenty maybe we should have slowed down I mean in the, in the dating process a little bit maybe but but like I said we were dating before anybody else knew yeah before I mean we kept it very I mean there was like maybe two or three people I mean like knew. my parents knew and Kate. Pastor K knew. Yeah, my parents didn't know. Not because I didn't want them to know. It's just I wasn't ready to tell well, them. Well, my parents knew because of, just because yeah. of church. Yeah. And because y'all were in, or because he was in the Alliance. And Your dad avoided me for months. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> but it was one of those I mean, things. I, and my little sister knew only because my she, little sister. I swear she still hates me. <laughs> Anyways. But um, it was one of those things where at least for me, like getting to know you at that like deeper level where it wasn't just sleeping with you and it wasn't just doing all those things that I would normally do to a, with a woman. All of a sudden it was like, oh, she's keeper. <laughs> but I was also kind of scared. I was like, do I really want to marry this girl? I do, but I'm freaking scared. Like I'm scared too, right? And I think when we started getting those feelings at the same time and knowing that it's going to be a commitment, it was like, I think it was overwhelming. But as you know me, as you come to know me, the more you know me, like the more overwhelming it is, the more I run towards it. Like even with jujitsu, the more overwhelming it gets, the more I dive towards it. Like I, I, I'm going to die trying or fail miserably. And you're going to, I think I told you this a long time ago. It's like, if I fail, I want people to say, well, like, damn, he gave it a try. Yeah. You know, and um, that's how I face everything. Everything. Like, head on. Like, it sucks, but it's not going to last forever, you know. And hopefully this will last forever. <laughs> <laughs> but um, at least my mentality was I don't completely understand these feelings, but there's a reason this is happening. And I can't stop now. And I don't want to stop now. So it was keep going forward. 
and if it crashes if it crashes and burns it crashes and burns and i thought it crashed and burned i was like oh i fucking sucked <laughs> but somehow it was just a stumble it was a very big stumble yeah so i don't know if maybe just that attitude that i had was too much for you at the time no i think it was just a lot i don't know I think it was just a lot for me to process in my... I feel like definitely grown a lot since then. But I feel like it was just a lot to process. And then all of a sudden, I was kind of just like, but this is what I want. So I just need to grow up and <laughs> and take it. Now, knowing since then, we've gotten to know each other day and night. Like, I swear, you're... I know you. I, I look at you and I know exactly what you're thinking, and the difference between you being pissed and having a migraine. Like sometimes I look at you, I have a migraine. You're lying. You are mad. <laughs> and other times, oh no, she has a migraine. Because when you have a migraine, it's just a completely different look on your face, and um, you always just chalk it up. No, I have a migraine. No, you're <laughs> mad, right? Um, but. Looking back now, what do you think is something that you would tell a young person that's looking to get married? I mean, I'm sure I've asked you this before. I almost feel like I've asked you this before. I don't know if we did it on a podcast, but I'll ask it again. Young lady, you were 19 at the time when we got married. No, I was 21. Still. I was 19 when we started dating. Still tw- well, I was 18 when we started dating, but. 21. What do you tell somebody? Mm. Like, you're, they're 21. They're going through all these feelings in their head. And you weren't sure. I definitely wasn't sure. It was one of those things where it was like, I'm as sure as I'm going to get. And dating any longer is not going to make me more sure. See, and that's that's the thing. Like, you can be dating somebody for, like, you can be dating somebody for six months. And know that they're the one or feel like they're the one and you just go marry them. And then there's these people that are dating for 10 years, get married, and then they get divorced in a year. And then there's people that have been dating for 15 years and they just, they're dating forever. And they're just, they never get married, but they're together forever. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's just kind of just like, if it feels right, just do it. But you can't, but it's like. There are also those people that are like, but you can't always go with your heart. You got to listen to your brain, too. And it's kind of a, like a. It's a weird balance. It's, yeah, it's, it's, there's no black or white. No. But it, it kind of is a, you just got to do what feels right. Like, seriously, you, you really do. Because it, there's no book for you have to be dating. You have to be dating for this long. You have to be engaged for this long, in order for your marriage to be successful. Because I'm gonna just say this: your parents weren't dating very long before they got married, and they've been married for thirty plus years. And they're amazing. Yeah, but they're the only two people that can handle each other. Each other. But my grandparents, they weren't dating very long before they got married either. My dad's parents. Um, they weren't dating as short of a period of time as your parents were, but they were dating for, I think, like six months before they got married. Yeah. 
and they've been married 45 years, I think. So, I've always thought this, right? It's either you get to know the person too much before you decide and then that turns you off. And maybe, um, or you dive into it quickly and you grow to love them in their, in their flaws. Maybe. And that's what makes it successful. And people say, but you settled. I don't know if you settled. Maybe no, because you can always, you can always get, get a divorce. divorced. I mean, I know that's cost shitty. Yeah, I know that's kind of <laughs> shitty, but you can always get divorced. It'll cost me half. <laughs> You'll get half and then some. Anyway. Um, it, it, it's it's something that kind of gets to me because it's like there is no answer. Like I I talk to single men all the time that ask me, you know, some they're my age. They're like, dude, how do you, do you know? Just kind of know. I mean, it's 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 not only knowing; it's also just making the decision, right? I was having a conversation with Pastor K about this, like right before we got married. I was like, dude, am I making the right decision? And he was like, do you feel like you're making the right decision? Like, I don't know if I have enough information. But all I know is that if I if I do go through with this, I have to stick it out. And he said, guess what? That's what every man goes through. It was like, you have these feelings of love and affection towards this person, but you never have that 100% no. You just, you just never have that quantifiable, yes, she's the one. You always feel like she's the one. You always lean towards she's the one. There's always that, you know, 80-20 rule, right? You have 80% of everything that I want. Somebody else always has that 20, mm-hmm. right? But are you going to risk the beautiful love and relationship that you can build with your spouse for that other 20% that somebody else can offer? Or are you going to cultivate that 80% to become hundred or even more and I feel that my decision at the end of the day had nothing to do with the love that I have for you because obviously you know how much I love you how much how in love I am with you and you know the attraction that I have towards you but that 20% that most men feel that they're always fine looking for mm-hmm. I feel that over time you have learned to fill in for that 20% I'm not saying I'm that perfect person for you either, because obviously I'm not, but it's you just learn to kind of, you know, communicate, hey, this is what I like. Hey, this is what I like. Baby, I love you for this. Oh, wear that for me. Oh, do this for me. And over time, you know, that 80% becomes 85 and then 86 and then 90, then 92 and then 95. And then I, I'm assuming that at 30 year mark, you're 100% of what I want in every way. And mm-hmm. I hope that I'm the same for you. And I don't know if that rule is accurate, but I know that's something a lot of men say, that that's what holds them back. It's that they don't have that 100% of what they want in a woman. She's awesome, but she's missing this little thing. And I don't think that should be... I think you should cultivate that 80 into 100 instead of trying to find that 20 and make that into 60. Hmm. That makes sense. I mean, I get that. I, <laughs> it's still processing in my head, but I, I, 
Like, I get that because if you, if you go with the other 20, that you think that you want more, um, you're either going to be sadly disappointed in the beginning or you're going to be depressed or you're going to, it's going to take you so much longer to get to that 100% that you want um, or you're just never going to get there. Yeah, well, you know, it, it, it's not easy to 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 find that. But I think as a man, it's you commit to the eighty, and you can get that other whatever anywhere. But is it worth it? Anywhere else? Is it worth it? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like you can get it anywhere else. It's it's not something that's rare. Exactly. And that's. It's to me, it's always been about, at least with you and with my pursuit of you, it was always committing, committing towards a person that I know that would grow with me as I grow up as well. Because I married you when I was 25. I'm 28 now. And I feel like 25 feels like a, such a lifetime ago. Even though it was only three years ago. Hmm. But the things that we've gone through in our marriage and the things that we will go through, I feel that it is has been a lifetime. I feel like it's a lifetime ago that I met you because it's weird because I met you right before I turned 19. Like, I met you, like, November at the end of the year. You were tat-free. No, I wasn't. Yeah. You didn't have no tattoos when I met you. Really? The first tattoo is on your arm. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because then I got this one in June. Yeah? Yeah, but, um, yeah. I, I met you right before I turned turned 19. It's weird. It's, uh, it's Known you for my whole adult life. Hopefully you're happy with me. Because, um, we have a lot of growing up to do still. I have a lot of growing to do. So, moving on. So, what is um, the fitness portion of our podcast? We talked about relationships today, yeah. love languages, and Let's how to incorporate them. Switch gears to our fitness portion. So, this week you discovered via my mother an app um, to kind of help with the. With some intermittent fasting this week, we started it what day like Wednesday or Thursday or something like that. Um, man, it really helps. This app it's called Body, Body Fast. Yes. Um, man, this app is great. It really really helps. Um, like you can choose a plan that you want to do on depending on the type of fast that you want to do. And um, I'm doing kind of a longer fasting period and a shorter eating period. Um, it's, let me tell you, it's definitely difficult, but I think that, that the second day was the hardest day. Yeah. I'm on the, so today was the third day. Is today third day or the fourth day? Today's the I don't know. But I did a video on, on day one on Instagram. Yeah. On our Instagram. So, you guys, if it's, I don't think it's still on there. But no. I'm going to do another update tomorrow. Um, I'll probably do it on IG Live. Okay. Um, or on IGTV. Um, so you guys can see it. So to give y'all another update, but you guys should definitely try it. How's it working out for you, baby? 
Uh, I like it. Um, I'm probably going to push it a little bit more this week. Adjust it from a 14 and 10 to 16 and 8. That's what I'm doing. No. You're doing a different one. Mine you, mine changes from day to day. Yeah, so I'm probably going to push it to 16 and 8. Uh, shorter eating window. I think it'll help restrict some of the calories that I'm taking in as well. But um, just overall, probably help me do better jujitsu because I'm burning off all those crap that I ate from the day before. Um, also, this week, uh, I have the hardest training week leading up to the tournament. Um, yeah, this is uh, this is uh, the go-home week. You know, we, we put in all the hardest rounds this week and then taper it off next week, heading into... Heading into the 25th, and hopefully I bring home the gold. Um, hopefully. You still have your silver hanging there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, working on some awesome techniques with uh, Coach Colin and the team, and hopefully everything will work good, work out good. So, just got to be disciplined this week. Um, we pre-recorded podcasts uh, for CoñoCast and all this other stuff, so... Everything's going to be on schedule for that, but also I get to be on schedule with my training. No distractions, no other crap, so. Okay. Boom. I have um, just a little, I guess it's, well, I wanted to share a recipe um, because we were doing keto when we first, um, well, I was going to say when we first started working out, but no, when we first started doing keto, <laughs> we were doing rest- keto like a year ago we started it, I yes. guess. We haven't been as consistent with it, but we were so keto. <laughs> Remember when we were doing the, uh, the keto it, strips? It, it, I don't know how people do this full time. I, I can do low carb. I, I Yeah, low carb is good for me because I don't get as many migraines. But so we found this recipe um, and it was a well, I found this recipe. It was a Chinese cauliflower rice and it was a hit. I love it. So it's amazing. I'm it's awesome. Sh- I guess should I share it? Yeah, share it with the world. Share it. I mean, tell them what it is and then post well, it I mean, on the it's page. Super easy. It's literally cauliflower rice. Um, like you can make it just like you're making regular Chinese rice. Um, so it's like Chinese fried rice, cauliflower pie. rice, veggies, some green onions, some garlic. Um, and then you can add in whatever meat you want, like chicken, beef. You can put in some shrimp. Um, we like it with spam. It's really good. Yeah, I mean, it sounds super salty. It's that Hawaiian. But so good. Um, um, and the aminos instead of instead of soy. No, I don't use aminos. You don't use. I aminos. use soy sauce, and I use. Um, so much salt. Yeah, but we need it when you do keto. There's nothing wrong with soy sauce. I know. Oh, I use. What do I use? Soy sauce and sesame oil, oil, (laughs) which is my favorite. Yeah, so there's that. So I guess before we close out and um, tips of the week, get some sleep and get our week started because we love starting our week with you guys. Do you have any tips for the week? Um. Well. For, I guess, just for, like, the intermittent fasting, um, to ride out the hunger waves whenever you're super hungry and feel like you're about to die, um, drink some water, lemon water. Aqua. 
Water, 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 water. Sounds like a lot like my tip from last week. I know, but like for the fasting. Okay. And I, I mean, that, that was my tip from last week. Drink a lot of water. But this is specifically for fasting. If you feel like you're about to die, um, drink some lemon water. Give me 30 minutes. The hunger pains will go away. Yeah, seriously. Just <laughs> ride out the hunger waves. You'll be fine. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right, and my tip for you guys, for you savages out there that uh, are either just wanting to get healthier or looking to compete, um, track your meals, track your meals, track your workouts. Okay. Um, one thing is not only to stay accountable to yourself, but to stay accountable to those around you. If you have proof that you ate what you ate, you kept track of your calories and you kept track of your workouts. It just helps you stick to your goals way better. Everything from MyFitnessPal to carb counters to body fast um, apps to help you do that. Or you can do old school. Just do an Excel spreadsheet and track everything old school or write it down. Point is, track your meals, track your workouts, and watch the progress come. Sometimes faster, sometimes slower, but at least you know you're sticking to the plan. All right, guys. Um, before we go, any housekeeping? Just remember to follow us on all forms of social media at Marriage Rules Pod. And don't forget to listen wherever you're listening to this podcast to remember to give us a five-star review and comment on our podcast. Yes, yes. Don't forget to comment on our podcast. And follow me at Namaste Race on Instagram. And follow me at Sleep Poppy. <laughs> and I am, guys, I'm so sorry. I am out of it. It's been a long, wonderful week. And with, I'm delusional, so. With the mothers and celebrating my wife, as always. Thank you guys for listening to Marriage Rules Pod. Bye, y'all. Bye. Have a wonderful week. We see you guys next week. Good night.